Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Two in the Authors podcast with me, David B. Lines. And me, Robert Enright. And on today's show, David and I will be discussing dealing with negativity as our main talking point, which I think will be quite interesting, David, because we're both so positive all the time. So yes. how, how, do we, <laughs> how do we deal with negativity? Um, our mailbag question this week makes a short trip from Scotland, testing David and I on moving from a publisher to becoming an independent author. And then to see off our show in style, multi-genre novelist Robert Radcliffe will be joining us to face our infamous seven questions. <laughs> David, as yes. always, we start the show by discussing the week that was so how are you feeling this week shit oh no yeah no um well it's kind of positive in a way i haven't done any work this week because i've been totally ill and i bet our listeners are sick of me talking about being ill because it's probably about the sixth show out of the 34 we've done there where i'm complaining that i've been ill but i've been yeah i'm right in the middle of my life now 44 years of age i've just had some really bad health over the past three or four years and uh, mm. we finally got to the bottom of it uh, i had a diagnosis this week of ibs so um i have irritable bowel syndrome which is pretty horrible but it's yeah. a positive in that we i now know what's wrong with me yes rather exactly. than the whole yeah rather than the, the dealing with um the uncertainty which i have done over the past few years and in fact, I think when we first started this podcast, um, I wasn't in a good headspace. Um, I've now learned that the the gut, which is my problem, uh, relates to the mind. It goes straight to the mind. So, so once mm-hmm. the gut is bloated, which mine has been, and and not very well, well then that really plays into the mind and 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 can can bring some level of 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 negativity which we're going to talk about uh today we're not going to talk about my illness but we're going to talk about negativity <laughs> as a whole uh in the in the in the author world so i've had my diagnosis it makes sense mm-hmm. and so at least i can sort of remedy as best i can you can move forward i can move forward yes yeah. so it's mm. um I, i'm lazy i'm sure some of our listeners will realize i'm, I'm the lazy one of the, the two in the authors and I'm a man of convenience. So I'm very much a, I'll stop working and I'll go, it's one o'clock, uh, I need some lunch and I'll run off and grab something that's most convenient. And I've got a KFC down the road. We've, we've, in fact, I live oh. off a of high street. So I've got tons of these sort of greasy takeaways, which tend to mm. be my option because I'm lazy and because I'm a man of convenience. So I got to, I got to stop that. I got to stop drinking alcohol, which is not a problem to me. I'm not um, a big drinker anyway. And um, carbonated drinks, stuff like that, which I am a fan of. I like a, a, a slurp of a Coke, Coca-Cola mm-hmm. or Pepsi or any other cola. And All colas are welcome on this show. Any cola. Well, not anymore. Not for me. <laughs> uh, that's the end of it. So, yeah, I, I've had my diagnosis. I haven't done any work because I have okay. been so ill. And when the gut is bloated, the mind is numb. 
and it's just so hard to be creative in there. So I've nothing to fill our listeners in in terms of progress uh, with my career, just a little progress with my health. And mm-hmm. that's really all I've done has been cowering in my bed, hugging myself uh, for the past Aww. week. Uh, what about you? I hope you've had a much more productive week than I have. Yeah, so so my illness left me about Friday last week. So obviously we recorded oh, okay. last week, and the I think if you listen yeah. back, I really I really didn't sound well on last week's podcast. <laughs> um, but then the unfortunate thing happened that as I was coming out of the illness, Soph began getting ill. So she was ill all oh, weekend. No. So we had ah. probably continuously like 10 days of this horrible bug in our house so um Shit, yeah so so yeah so that was a bit hard so it was a bit of a hectic weekend but yeah back this week back writing i've got about uh 10,000-ish words down on the on the latest book so um approaching the final third which is my favorite bit Brilliant. so yeah that that's good i feel like a bit of momentum's returned to my life this week like i've been able to get back in the gym i've been able to sit down and write some chapters um that's Great. been really good um a couple of other little bits i i appeared i recorded a different podcast don't worry i'm you not are. leaving this one you're cheating on me <laughs> i'm cheating on you no um um one of uh, my wife's friends he's uh started up his own business he's gone full-time with it so really really exciting he does like a financial education podcast called up the gains um oh nice like he he has different guests on each week where like there'll be people who are talking about how they make money online or how they invest their money or he'll have someone who's like a mortgage expert and it's like a half hour chat where he he gets he's really good at cutting through and just asking clear questions and um he reached out to me and just said you're somebody who had a passion as like a side thing while they worked full-time and someone who's been able to build it up to the point that they're doing it full-time so yeah it was more talking about the the mentality of it and how you deal with knockbacks and how you invested money and stuff like that so i i recorded that this week i think it'll be out in a couple of weeks um which be be interesting and the last thing uh which everyone should be doing if they haven't done yet is i've updated all my paperback pricing in amazon great point yes yes because on the 20th of june which is actually not that far away now it's less than two weeks away i think um all the pricing will be going up so you will if you do not update your pricing you will be making less money uh, on your paperbacks now i don't really focus on paperbacks i push ebooks um yeah. but i did have a look and i raised everything by like a pound or like a dollar just so it it, it just keeps my um my royalty similar and i did i did uh yeah. send a message out to all my readers just saying if you read paperbacks on from the midpoint of june they'll be going up in price because um amazon are changing the costing so and i got quite a lot of good yeah. feedback from them saying they they understand they appreciate and stuff so yeah so it's been a good week david been a productive one so our main talking point today david is we're a couple of positive peats you and me 
Yes, yes. Well, we're now going to be giving out about my illnesses every episode. But you were positive about it. You got a way forward, you know. There's always yes. light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a silver <laughs> lining to a cloud. Like, we're very, very That's positive true. on this podcast. I think it's it's a good way to live life. However, as we are authors, but I've said it quite a few times, we're content creators as well. And we create stuff that we put out that we ask people to pay for. And if you pay for yeah. something, especially in this day and age, you're, you're entitled to an opinion on it. Absolutely. And you know, 99 times out of 100, it's a positive opinion. But we do get negative Nellies out there. I mean, the internet is rife with trolls. And yeah. um, it's not the nicest place in the world. So um, despite the fact that you and I, we do this full time, I could say with a bit of confidence, you and I are quite successful independent authors. We have good readerships. Mm -hmm. We have loyal readers. We do encounter negativity as well, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. As you say, the internet is is awash with trolls. So it's there's negativity coming from many different angles. And mm -hmm. you and I are going to discuss that. So, um, you, you know, you, you can you can start off this whole journey with negativity about, you know, being turned down by publishers or mm -hmm. negative publish experiences. We, we, we all get bad reviews. That's part and parcel of the of the game that we're playing. Uh, bookstores tend to be quite negative towards indie authors. We get bad posts on advertisements um emails from readers that might be uh, put us down and and then of course there's the big gray cloud of of uh, self-doubt that we all deal mm -hmm. with no matter where we are in this world so uh, you and i we're going to go through those sort of um dark clouds yes over the next 20 or 25 minutes and discuss how we can sort of as you put it earlier uh rob find that silver lining within these negative clouds yeah absolutely and i think um a real key thing, and it's it's one that I think people overlook. Uh, when when you go to look at like self improvement and all this stuff, I'm not going to start chanting quotes at people and all this stuff. I think your yeah. people are going to look to improve themselves naturally. I don't think you can force that. You're either someone who wants to take yourself forward a little bit, or you don't. Um, yeah, I think that's just that's a personal decision. But I think something people don't focus on, like they'll focus on things like like literal skills that they can develop that might open doors for them, or they'll focus on you know like things like marketing, things like I can learn how to do marketing. I can learn that. One of the things people don't do is um, like resilience. Um, yes, so true. And I don't want to be like bashing the world and something like that, but. The world's quite a fragile place, I think, um, most yeah. of the time. I think people are very quick to um, claim offense or, or say that um, it is, the world's unfair. So I think yeah. uh, resilience is a real key one. And I think that's probably going to be a recurring theme through quite a lot of how, again, this is just how you and I handle this. This isn't how you should handle it. This is just how we've handled it on our journey. But I think yeah. being... Because being resilient is different to being confident, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you there. So I think that's that's a real key one. And I think that will come through 
when we start talking about the subjects you listed earlier, which which we should get into. So um, I think the first one where we should start with dealing with negativity is probably how you and I started our journey to begin with, because I don't think either one of us started out going, you know what, I'm going to be an independent author with this book. We both had dreams of publication, right? Yeah, I bet um, a fair percentage of our listeners will have probably traveled a similar path to we have. So uh, Rob and I have discussed this on the podcast before, particularly in the early episodes. I think episode one in particular, we go through the journeys that Rob and I have taken to get to the positions we're in now. So we both, probably like the majority of you listening, sent off multiple. I mean, I know how many I sent off, which was requests um, to publishers uh-huh. to publish my debut novel, which was called Midday. It's a sort of a bank heist. Uh, so mine was 45. I sent off 45 oh, wow. uh, pitches for this book and uh, eventually caught a publisher in the net. One really liked it and offered me a deal. And at that stage, I assumed I had made it. Um, I had to say, though, before that, the, 40, the 44 emails I'd sent off before that, what really annoyed me was the lack of humanity yeah. with regards um, dealing with you. So some of them wouldn't even bother their arse replying. Uh-huh. It was just, oh, here's another guy trying. I'll read the first page. You know, even if they did, I don't even know if they did because I heard He doesn't have an agent. Them. He doesn't have an agent. Yes, exactly. And then the others who do get back to you, uh, there's no critique. No. Or there's no spin. It's just... Uh, thanks for sending this in. We've decided not to go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very, very minimalist uh, reply. So, so um, obviously, you've had so, so forty four. Did you say forty four rejections before you got you got one in the net? So yeah. Say so. I think what'll be interesting for our listeners is what was your mindset? So after the first couple, you know, I, I've been there. First couple, you go like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I expected that. Say yeah. at number 20, they maybe you didn't hear back from, or like number 25, where you just got a, a copy and paste response of, thank yeah. you very much, this isn't what we're looking for right now, good luck. How did you deal with that mentally? Because at that point, that's a bit different than two or three. Because I, I'll go into my one, yeah. I didn't go to that many before I got a publisher. So I never got to the point yeah. of like, okay, I've sent off to 30 people here and they're not getting back to me. So did did that yeah. impact you? How did you press on with that? Because you did press on. I did press on. Um, there's a couple of caveats there. One is I wasn't doing it chronologically, as in I wasn't, there was, I wasn't emailing off somebody to somebody and then waiting to hear back from them mm-hmm. and, not, and then trying another one. I didn't go one, two, three. It, yeah. it was pretty much a copy and paste email that I had sent ECC, that I had written yeah. up. Yeah, and uh, and sending it off to different publishers and just changing the name at the top, you know. Um, so the 45 probably all went out at the same time or within a couple of goals at me um, sending off bulk emails. So I, I didn't take it too badly. and But the mm-hmm. reason I didn't take it too badly is I had learned about this experience. Okay. Before And I had learned and I'd read about J.K. Rowling, who has written the biggest book of the millennium uh, or series of the millennium thus far, who had had hundreds of rejections. 
And there's this story that goes around. It's it's so bizarre, this story. I, every time I tell it, I question whether it's true or not. I'm not sure if it's myth or legend. But apparently Stephen King once decorated his um, office wall where he used to write from with his rejection letters. I've heard that. He used to just pin them up and it was a whole wall of just rejection letters. Still not sure if that's a uh, myth or true. But um, I, I wouldn't disbelieve it. It's, no. That's very, very plausible and possible. So because I had learned of these stories, I was expecting uh, a lot of rejection. And in fact, to be honest with you, when number 45 came back, said, we love this. It was actually probably a little bit early in the process. Yeah. Um, for me. So, it, you know, that that's the one thing that I think authors should take. And I've, I've worked one on one with lots of authors. Is it doesn't mean that they don't like your book or they don't like your writing when they're turning down. These mm-hmm. publishers are very often looking for something specific. And if you're not yeah. delivering the exactly what they're looking for, they're likely to just say thanks, but no thanks in a very blunt one uh, line email that's returned back to you. So to be honest, I didn't feel down about it and I wasn't negative about it. I was very positive and and hopeful. I hadn't heard of indie authoring at this stage, mm. so I I still would have continued continued writing off emails. Yeah, there. So I wasn't too negative about it. You you didn't send off forty five. How many did you send off before you got your first publishing deal? Was it just a few? It wasn't many. I don't think I was that like I didn't like pull up a list of publishers. I wasn't like that that way inclined because I actually yeah. self published my first book, and then oh that's right before and then you got I, your deal. Yes, and then I sent off about uh bermuda jones to like five or six publishers and one of them picked it up um so it was quite quick in the process and that's when i was like shit this is happening within six months i'm like you oh i've made it now maybe i should quit my job um (laughs) so so i didn't have that what i did have uh from a negative standpoint that i had to deal with was the poor treatment by a publisher um yeah which we've been over, so I don't think we need to go into what happened. We've we've been through that journey before, but and so many of our guests that we've had on the show mm. have been through that journey as well. Exactly. Yeah. So so if you want to know the full journey, you'd have to go back through the podcasts. Um, but but the impact it had on me, um, it was two. There was a really negative one that it had on me, and then that turned into a really positive one. So the the disillusionment that came from pumping so much time and effort into a book so much passion i was so excited for it you have to remember this was eight seven eight years ago so i was in my late 20s so i was not as you know i wasn't i didn't have loads of senior manager jobs where i'd grown up a lot um i just sort of started meeting like been with Soph. so we weren't married we weren't homeowners we weren't parents so i was a lot more immature if you can believe that yeah um so I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And then waited six months for a book that had been ready to then finally come out to nothing and then be told there's no plan to get to do anything more. There was no, oh, you could write another one. Maybe that'll help. We'll, we'll send that out in like 18 months time. And then getting told stuff like your books just aren't selling. We can't sell you as an author, all this stuff. It was so yeah. soul destroying. Um, that I actually stopped writing for months. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I was like, so that oh, really affected is... you. Yeah. 
and I always had the thing of like, oh, well, I do these jobs that I'm doing like as a, in my professional life because I need to make money. Being an author is exactly mm-hmm. where I'm going to be. And yeah. then having these doors kind of slammed in my face was like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, do I need to go and yeah. learn how to do something? Or So eventually I used that as a bit of fuel. I think I've mentioned before right. I had a chat with LJ Ross. I had a coffee with LJ Ross. Also, oh, this is this stage. You mm. you were dealing with this disappointment because your publisher didn't have the belief in you that you had had yep. uh, in yourself. And this is the point where you're at this crossroads. You, you, you've got this negative mindset. You're, mm-hmm. you're feeling a bit deflated. And, and this is when there was, there was some sort of strength in you that thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to a successful author and see if she'll have a cup of coffee with me. So exactly this is that. when you reached out to Louise. Yeah, so it went hand in hand. So I've, I, I may have mentioned it before, my older brother, he runs an independent gaming studio. He makes independent yes. video games. And he was just like, he was just a massive proponent of don't work for anyone, work for yourself. But he's always been that way. Um, he was That's like, the do way we are now. He's like, do it yourself. And I was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. you know. I, what do I know about the, what do I know about being an author or publishing books? Publishing. And then yeah. I remember I, I took a chance on having a coffee with Louise. <clears throat> and she just said to me, leave him you'll you'll do better great because you care more about it um and she was so like wonderful and in, and inspiring and she's such a sweet lady and um yeah i remember i messaged her when i went full time um last year saying from that conversation we had to this point now i've always kept that in mind so that was the thing i, I allowed that to drive me that that's when i learned you no one will care more about your book than you will that's how I dealt with yeah. that negativity. That's a mantra you often yeah. preach. Yes. Yeah. So, so you preach, but, um, but being an independent or being an author, David makes us susceptible to our reader. Well, to buyers, maybe not happy readers sometimes, which then means yeah. every now and then we'll get a bad review. And I see this one, this doesn't infuriate me on Facebook. I don't get infuriated anymore. I need to get infuriated more often. But um, Yeah, you started this podcast being infuriated. We need to get infuriated and Rob back. I was irate, irate for Rob. so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing I see a lot in posts, and it's just always just, you don't even need to, is people saying, oh, I got a bad review on my book. I want to yeah, challenge it. Maybe I should say to them, maybe you should, re- you know, that, that you've, misinterpreted what i wanted or can i ask amazon to take this review down i think you and i are both very aligned on how we deal with bad reviews go well do you know what i start i celebrate bad reviews now (laughs) i genuinely do and it's uh, yeah about if if you look through all my books about in every book about three percent are one star reviews Mm -hmm. and they can be anything they can be ridiculous, as in the review could say, this didn't arrive on time. <laughs> you know what I mean? As in Amazon were a day late, so I'm getting the negative review yeah. on my book to to all the way to, I just didn't like this plot. I didn't like the writer style. That's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so negative reviews are part and parcel of it. They really are. And I am absolutely convinced when I released my Alec Ferguson book, it got great reviews. And then as soon as it got its first um, one-star review, the book started to sell even more. Yeah. I think it brought a legitimacy to um, the whole Amazon sales page that this wasn't just yeah. all, you know, golden and five-star reviews and glowing. And it, it really did. But listen, 
Reviews in part and part and parcel of this game. If you're putting yourself out there, you have to deal with the positive and the negative reviews. And how do I deal with them? Well, yeah, I was good at the first time I got a, a bad review for midday, but it, it's it it is, and I'm going to repeat myself. It's part and parcel of it. Mm-hmm. You go on to any book, any book on Amazon, and you're getting negative reviews. Here's one: dull, dull, dull. Having chewed my way through some fairly heavyweight tones i was looking forward to the challenge of this great work i'm afraid i had to give up it's so difficult to read this book is just dull 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 that is a review i robert for james joyce's you that's that's james joyce's ulysses right yeah here's another one one star i wouldn't bother with this some of the sentences didn't make any sense and it was as if it was written in a different language and then translated into english what was the writer thinking i wasn't impressed avoid this book the quality of, of the paper it's printed on is also poor. It's not worth it. That's a review for George Orwell's Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. And not that good. I don't like to give negative reviews for someone's hard work, but I really did not enjoy this story at all. I just couldn't get to grips with the fact that children as young as 12 were forced to enter these games for adult pleasure. The Hunger Games, right? So she's given out about the plot. Mm-hmm. And I've had that with some of my books. I've, I wrote a book called She Said, Three Said, which is about, um, it's from the point of view of a woman and the point of view of three men who are accused of raping this woman. So it's, mm-hmm. it's from each of them. And I've had negative reviews going, oh, why didn't she make a better decision? Like they're giving out about the character. Um, so yeah, the, the, one star, the, the one star reviews can be for anything, for any reason, but they are what we should expect. Yeah. As independent authors, they re- they truly are. And the best books, as I've just given examples there, have negative reviews. So will yours, no matter how good or bad you are at this game. You've succinctly put it there. I agree. I think just, just you ignore them, like you accept them. Yeah. If, 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 it's, if it's someone being, um, the only time you can ever really report them is if someone gives away a spoiler in your book or, or is clearly being abusive in the, in the now review. That, but if someone that puts is it, annoying. Yeah, but if someone, puts a review, really if someone puts a review down saying, yeah, the writing's not very good, like two-star review, the writing's not very good, this, there's there's plenty of other authors doing this much better. That's not, that's, that's not verbatim. That's one of the ones I've got for from one of my yeah. books before. I'm not going to go to Amazon going, oh, saying that there's better authors than me. Of course there's better authors than me. It's all subjective. Um, yeah. I'm going on your reviews there about like, oh, this book was late. Um, me and my friends play yeah. a game all the time about it um, based around my book saying best book I've ever read great action great characters but my dog died today one star yeah and, and there's like this <laughs> yeah. joke because like yeah. you can't you can't you know it's not up to you people are stupid as well like um, what's the best bad review you've got I think I've said mine before which was where someone was like two stars or something saying oh this is so far-fetched it's like the author just made it up it's like of course i did made it up. yeah <laughs> yeah what's the best one you've i can't really remember um i i i think the most eyebrow raising one was one that was giving out about characters actions as in yeah. because they were so disappointed that what had happened to the character it, you know <laughs> the book was shit <laughs> So you get you get all sorts. You really do. I have had uh, a riot damaged, you know. So yeah, one star review. But um, so I've had a couple of those. But it's also another links into a point of why you shouldn't ask all your friends and family to like buy your book or review your book. 
um, to spam your book with five star reviews because you know I've got three thousand, nearly three and a half thousand reviews now or ratings for the first Sam Pope book on the first box with an yes. average an average rating of four point four out of five. But if that yeah. was all five star reviews, people would go nah. <laughs> yeah, you need you need there's a legitimacy. Need the there is a legitimacy mm-hmm. to the balance. There, there genuinely is. Listen, as Robert says, don't reply, don't get upset about a one star review. Um, take it on the chin and move on, and see it as an actual positive because it brings that balance to the sales page. That segues really nicely into just a small point of dealing with negativity that we have to deal with, which is comments on your Facebook ads. Right? Yeah. There is only one way to deal with a negative comment on your Facebook ad, and that is to delete it. You yeah. don't respond to it. It doesn't matter if the person has other comments underneath it. Um, you delete it. I actually use that same process for if someone mentions another book on there. Yeah. Obviously, you get the uh, you get the odd dickhead who will post their book on your ad saying hey why didn't you read this instead they get deleted they get banned but if someone comes on saying like i much prefer jack reacher and then someone else comes underneath going oh yeah i didn't i didn't like his newest book so much and they're like no but this is my favorite jack reacher book i just delete that thread because i'm paying just always remember that when it comes to facebook ads and people go oh i can't delete someone's comment because you know it's their right to say it it's my right to delete it i'm paying for that ad space i'm not having someone else yeah so I don't think we need to touch on massively on 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 comments on your ads because no, there's only one that. way. You, yeah, there's only one way to deal with it, no matter how tempting it is. And I'm always tempted because when I advertise my Alec Ferguson book, I inevitably am going to get, oh, do, is there a chapter on how much you used to pay for ref, pay the referees to get decisions and late goals? And the, the temptation to reply to that is 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 strong within me. It's there, but again, I have to listen to the advice that Robert has just given there, which is just delete it and move on. Yeah. There's... It really is. There's no other way. That's the end of that discussion. If you get negative comments on your Facebook, delete. Delete it. Um, one point I'd say is not to ignore delete is if you get a direct email from someone, depending on how they've worded it. So yeah. I'm in a fortunate position. where I, I get lovely emails. I probably get like one a week, a couple of weeks maybe from someone saying that they love the books and you know, I'd say in the back of the books, you can reach out to me on this email address. I have a set email address to deal with readers. Every now and then you'll get an email from someone who might say, oh, there's too many mistakes in your book. Why don't you get a proofreader or something like that? I have a proofreader. I have an editor. Things slip through the gaps, right? There's a way of responding to those people. And the way of responding to that is be really polite. Thank them for reading the book. You can. I always put a line or two in about saying I'm an independent author. I I do everything. I I run the business myself. I have a proofreader. Some things fall through the cracks. I will get it fixed. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, the person will come back saying, "Oh, brilliant! Like, yeah, good luck." And they're all really supportive because people want to see people do well. Yeah. I've had an email from someone saying, um, "I'm a a psychopath because of some of the violence in my books." that it's dangerous, that I can have a mind that can create deaths as, as of that. I just emailed them saying, yeah. sorry, you didn't enjoy the book. All the best. Like they never, yeah. never rise to, to someone's criticism. 
always be always remember just always be the bigger person i mean you should do that in life anyway i believe yeah um, that's good life advice yes but i think yeah, you don't it, have to entertain disrespect you never have to entertain no, disrespect no you never have to entertain disrespect but you don't have to rise to it um yeah so i always just you may as well respond to them because they might take it and then they might start sending you more emails or something like that just confront it like not confront it, but just say thank you for your opinion, blah, blah, blah. If you're not going to read the rest of the books, that's fine. But I think if you yeah. get an email, that's when I would respond. But I would always respond tactfully. And like I said, I would never rise to an insult that they might throw or something like that. I think it's just worth just being the bigger person and shutting it down. Because at the end of the day, this is a business and you don't want something yeah. to possibly impact that business going forward. Yeah, it's it's a great point you raised there. So yeah, you can you can deal with negativity from uh, different people, and Rob and I have just gone through ways of, of of how you can approach that. So you're deleting comments on Facebook because that's your property; you've paid for that, so you don't necessarily need that. You don't want that negative comment on your Facebook ads that you paid for. Delete it. When it comes to emails, as Rob says, be polite, shut it down, be mature, be professional. However, I don't believe that other people, Rob, bring the negativity bring the most negativity to independent creatives. I think the biggest hurdle is our own yeah. self-doubt. I have waves of believing I'm legitimately a top quality author. I, t I, I put myself up there with the best of the best some days. And then there's other days going, I'm, a, I'm, I'm bluffing this, am I? I'm, <laughs> I'm really not Imposter. that great at it. Yeah, I mean, that, that when the imposter syndrome sort of takes over and washes away at the confidence. I mean, this is a very broad question I'm going to ask you, so you, you can sort of narrow it down, should you wish. But how do you deal with self-doubt? So I, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to peel off quotes and, and things like that. I am a massive believer. So I'm a massive believer in the idea that you only hear once. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get a second go at this. So why wouldn't I go for something that I want with all my heart, which is to be an author for a living. Mm -hmm. um, the other um, thing I always have is, and I've, I've subscribed to this for probably most of my life, which is if I give it a go, it might happen. If I don't give it a go, it will never happen. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that that's a good way for me, for dealing with the self-doubt of, oh, you can't write this book. Well, I'll give it a go. You never know. Like if I don't, if I don't give it a go, then I won't write this book. If I give it a go, I might write yeah. this book. Um, so, so I always fall back to that. Um, I think you and I have always touched upon having like a little digital scrapbook, which is helpful for days of crippling self-doubt. So I have screenshots of multiple, every single one of my books is number one in its category, books in the top hundred and Kindle, things like that. Um, those things help. My, my yeah. thing I always go to is I've never subscribed to the idea that I'm, I'm a great author, like prose wise and, and things like that. One thing I've always said is, you know what? I can write a good action scene. I can yeah. write a good, a I can, high I come up with scene. great ideas. Yeah, I can write a compelling action plot. You know, I've got a hell of a hero character. People are rooting for this guy. So, if I'm sitting there going, 
this seems hard to write or i'm flubbing it today like this is i'll go you know what i know in two chapters time there's going to be this action scene maybe i'll just start writing that because yeah and i can always come back there's, i don't have to write it linear i don't have to go chapter one through 30 that's yes. how i usually do right but actually not i'm going to start writing that action scene because i'll fall in love with the process again and then yeah and then you can I'm build reading, a bridge to that action scene and then i go yeah you know i can i can go work back from that to where i was so yeah <clears throat> the, yeah that's a uh, a creative tip that's a practical thing but the the mental side of it is i always just think you know where, where i always look back and think how far where was i two years ago where was i one year yeah. ago with this because now like i'm afraid of stopping if that makes sense because um yeah there's so much momentum there so yeah you say it was a broad question um those were some of the things I do. That's the resilience I have to deal with that. What about yourself? Yeah, similar. I mean, I, I'm I'm a bit of a hippie anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm into my CBD and stuff like that and my meditation. Uh, I like to meditate. So I tend to work on mindfully not allowing much self-doubt to creep in. I have to yeah. say I, I, I am very conscious of not allowing that. And, of course, I'm married to Kerry, of course, who um, we, we've had on the show, and she's just full of positivity and and a bit like your brother, she really believes and influenced me to be independent. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm always very mindful of that. I, um, I like to also remind myself of past achievements. If if the imposter is sort of taking over me, um, a quick read of some of my five-star reviews it always picks me up and, and some comments and emails that I've had from readers uh, is always a good pickup. Um, I think one of the big things is, and Rob, you and I have, have, have mentioned this quite a number of, of times on, on the pod. Don't compare yourself to others. Oh, God. Please no. do not do that. It, that. That will really allow the imposter to win. If you're going, oh, I've only sold 300 books. And those two bloody indie authors, they said, they said they're selling tens of thousands of books. Um, it, it, that, that's by the by. Yeah, that that's that's not an argument. Do you know what I mean? Don't compare yourself to others. You take total control of your own um, experience and your own path. And I know that sounds a little bit preachy, but that's really the way it is. And just one other tip I would give to rid yourself of the the imposter is spend time with supportive people. Yes, surround yourself so with them. Th- surround yourself with those, and if you don't have them in your own personal life. Well, you know what? That that's why we set up this podcast. So become active in the two in the authors community. Mm-hmm. Uh, put this podcast in your ear every week. Um, and I don't say that. I, I'm not saying that because Rob and I are going to benefit from it. We are not looking for any revenue uh, through the production of this podcast. We are here to be the supportive people for you and to help rid your mind of that imposter. So. Get involved in the Two in the Authors community. We're on Facebook. You can contact us on email as well. That's how we get most of our mailbag questions in. And, you know, why don't you become part of it and, and, and not only be supported by us and the rest of the community, but also become part of the community who can then pass it back to others okay. who join in as well. Two in the Ask us why we only use Mailer Light. 
Ask us oh, why we think BookBub ads are shite. Ask us why <laughs> David Lyons, I am here to say. Oh it's May back today. Wow. Now, hold on. I'll give you a little round of applause for that. Thank you. But also, are you writing lyrics now or did you come up with that on the spot? I came up with that on at the gym this morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, shit, I've got to do a right. song. I've got to do a song. So I was like, uh, I have to think <laughs> of a, a, a famous song that I can slip the word mailbag into and then change it from there. I'm a man of words, David. Yes, yes, you are. You are a writer. Yes. So, uh, so have I to guess by your really bad boy band audition that it's mailbag time? It's mailbag time, baby. And this week, our question comes all the way from uh, Bonnie, Scotland, uh, from Martin Boyd. And David, he says, I have just taken my book back from a publisher who barely made a splash with it. I've been won over Ah. by the indie author route, which is always great to hear. And I'm wondering what's the best advice you can give me to become really good at this. What's your best advice there? Oh, oh, that's interesting because we just sort of brushed on this, didn't we? We were talking about negativity earlier on about the the, the bridge from mm-hmm. being traditionally published into being becoming an indie author. Um, I'm going to sound like Robert Enright here, but I I would concentrate on continuing writing. Mm-hmm. So don't just put a book out there and expect to sell a million copies and then get disappointed when it's only earning you uh, 20 pound a week or whatever it is because I often hear it said Rob I don't know whether you've heard it as often as I have that it's normally around book five when you start to see revenues really come in yeah so don't feel deflated uh it's Martin isn't it Martin Boyd yes sorry Martin I almost forgot your name there Martin don't feel deflated if you know you've traditionally published and then independently published a book and you're going oh this isn't doing much better than it was when it was with the publishers take control continue writing what's it you always say robert do you want on a t-shirt nothing sells your book better than your next book yeah more than your next book yep yeah so so take robert's advice on board there martin Don't, don't feel deflated if book one is failing or book two is failing get the book three get the book four get the book five and and take full control over over this path that you're on and and you've done the right thing you've done the right thing by shaking off the traditional route uh, and coming to this more um contemporary and uh uh, independent route independence is key yeah absolutely and i i obviously i echo what david said it's why i live by the you know no books equals no sales i think is uh the 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 thinking behind um what we usually say um couple of other little tips i'd say is again we spoke about in the negative don't compare yourself to what other people are doing you are the only focus of your independent career doesn't matter what david's doing doesn't matter what i'm doing doesn't matter what any of our guests are doing you can pick up tips but it, what they're selling what they're outputting isn't your concern your concern is your own books um yeah what you should be also focusing on is um having an open mind to learn because you're going to have to learn stuff um, you're going to have to learn how to market. You're going to have to learn some software, maybe like formatting or stuff. Otherwise it's going to cost you more money down the line. But then saying that you do need to invest. So you should solicit the expertise of experts where they're needed. So cover design. Yeah. Basically I, I can sum all this up. 
the best thing you could probably do is listen to the last six months worth of podcasts of you of, of us yeah of the two indie authors yeah. because david and i have come from from that we both left publishers we both went independent and all we're doing is we're just talking about our experiences and what we've done so and we've done it to a successful level that we can do it for a living so i would say all the tips we've just said there but i would I'd recommend going back and listening to the rest of the podcast because probably between all the fantastic songs that I do and the just bickering David and I do, there's probably the odd nugget of information for you. So you should definitely go back and listen through. Okay, Rob, it is time for the seven questions and we Mm -hmm. have booked another fantastic guest uh, for this week's show. It is multi-genre writer Rob Radcliffe. Rob, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. I was actually listening to you uh, this morning when I was in the garden making a bar and a decking for the missus because she's sick of it being a dust bowl. So it's uh, it's time to <laughs> it's time to start screwing and uh, sawing. Nice. So you listen to the podcast. Is that team tune getting into your head, or is it, it is it not annoying you as much as it annoys me? Um, more Rob's little uh, jingles that he makes up. They're lovely. They're lovely. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm thinking about recording them and making a mixtape. <laughs> You're not the only one. We can sell it. <laughs> that can be part of the merch. That can be part of the merch. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Rob, I've introduced you as a multi-genre uh, writer. Can you um, give our listeners a, a brief overview of, of the types of books that you write? Well, I started writing uh, when I was about 15 years old, and um, I'm 40 now, so that's ages. And uh, I started with <laughs> I started with thrillers, just basically reading a lot of Jack Higgins and stuff, and just bear out plagiarizing him as you you know as, as you usually do when you're, yeah when, when when you're young and uh, I, I moved on and started reading more widely and uh, and I had a few more ideas and I started reading a load of chiclet from I think I've run out of books so I went on to chiclet and I start I, I kind of liked the uh, it was the first time I'd, I'd uh, experienced first person point of view and and I liked it it was like being by, behind the eyes of the character or on the shoulder while they're experiencing yeah. been in, in present tense as well and uh, I started yeah. I started writing uh my my own version from the guy's point of view, so like Bridget Jones, if he, if she was called Barry, but but not trans, Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and love it, yeah, and and, and it kind of took off there from, from there. I, yeah, Rob, those books look great. Myself and Rob were actually looking at them this morning. So Meat Market, Tindered, The Other Side, Barman, The Race, a really great uh, example of fantastic branding the, the, the look is fantastic isn't it yeah i wanted to uh with, with the covers i mean it's trial and error i, I uh my first one meat market and the race uh i, I released them in 2015 because i'd kind of like written a load of books and then just stockpiled them and i've written a few more and, and all the rest of it and when i released the first two meat market did really well i uh but that was back in 2015, where you know you could you could you could put something on and it'd just stay in 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 the top for ages. And uh, yeah, it's I think it's had about ten different covers 
Uh, and, and anyway, I, th- I think they've got better. I've got better on Photoshop because I and uh, kind of sensing what's good for a cover. And I wanted them bright, really bright, and you know, striking uh, to catch the eye. And that's where uh, those yeah, covers they, they, my, my, they my, definitely other, stand out. Yeah, uh, my, my other books. Uh, I, I've, I think I've got about five out at the moment. I've got eighteen. Uh, that I did have published, and then last year I was helping a load of uh, other newbie authors getting going through the publishing process, going from uh, you know the end to the published book, and I wasn't writing myself, and I was, I was just concentrating on that, and I decided I'd unpublish all my stuff on a whim for some reason and just go through and edit it all again, and because there was some books when I brought them out, they, they were a bit dated and. I just wanted to take all the dated elements out and then uh, right. and, and have them just a bit cleaner. And that's why I've only got four, three, four, four books out at the moment, two on pre-order. Uh, but I've, got, I've just got a stockpile of books that will be coming out this year and next year. Rob, let me get into uh, the seven questions with you with question number one. So first question, as always, are you a full-time author? I'm not, no, uh, uh, at present. And that's just because uh, I was, uh, I mean, I spent 20 years in the uh, bar nightclub scene, which is uh, it's always fun. And, uh, and when I Sounds finished fun. my last pub, and I thought, because I was always writing on the side, been writing since I was 15 years old, and I thought, right, I'm going to, uh, I've got a bit of money. I don't have to start working again yet. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do this full time, you know, get my head down. Yeah. And I found that at the, at the time I was just a single dad and I'd spent six months only talking to a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And it was just wasn't working. I needed to do something else. And uh, so I got a part-time job in a bar, funnily enough, uh, just so I could speak to grown-ups now and again. And then uh, through just through forums and stuff, I ended up helping a couple of authors and that sort of turned into... A side hustle. I mean, it's probably fifty-fifty. My writing and 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 the uh, and the helping other authors, although they they are very demanding. These newbie authors, no fault of their own. Yeah. It's just they, you know they they get so much information. They can't. They don't know which way to turn. And uh, when they turn to me, I uh, stay away or try to from vanity publishers straight away. And uh, I end up helping them, you know, and uh, earns me a, a couple of quid on the side usually. Oh, this is great. So your income is split between your own writing and then helping fellow authors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, brilliant. So what sort of services do you offer? I offer, well, I, I offer uh, editing, reluctant editing. I hate editing, but, I'll, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if, 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 if they need it doing, then, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll do uh, I'll do the editing. I'm I'm all right, I guess. And uh, it's a lot easier. To oh, you're edit. selling yourself. Well, it's a lot easier to edit someone else's work, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. the, the glaring mistake. You're not you're not familiar with it. You know, it's, whereas when you yeah. self-editing your own stuff, it's a bit. You know what you mean, mm. kind of thing. So it, it just goes. Yes. Uh, yeah, editing, uh, proofreading, cover design. Uh, Formatting. Uh, I talked to them about mailing lists, how important mailing lists are. Talking oh, great. Uh, set up a mailer light with them, uploading everything or t- talking them through uploading. Basically, the 101 course 
Uh, Mark Dawson's won a walk one course, but with out as much knowledge, and uh, it's it's one on one. You know, it's uh, oh lovely. That yeah. sounds amazing. We'll, we, I tell you what, we'll give out all your information of the website and how people can contact you at the end of the seven Websites, questions. Well, yeah, yeah. Are we oh an auto website? Yeah. Although I mean, at the moment, I'm I'm just doing it. I'm I'm uh, when I'm on Facebook phones and stuff. If, if there's someone who wants help, then I'll put my bid in my uh, my elevator pitch. I, I don't really, I don't have anything on my website at the moment. I keep telling myself to, but that long list of jobs, you know. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, we know. Yeah. We we know that. Okay, well, that's fascinating. We, we, we'll learn more about that um, a little later on. But question two, Rob, is have you decided with your books, and particularly your uh, e-books, to be wide or exclusive to Amazon? They're exclusive, uh, just for lack of a better idea. And I'm, <laughs> it's just so much easier. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not really making anything from uh, page reads uh, at the moment with, with my Ladlet series, but I just don't want to go wide and just... It's five different other platforms, and uh, you know it, it is a lot. I mean, eventually, I do want to go wide, and I think when I uh, I relaunch RJ Radcliffe, I'll go wide with with him. But uh, yeah. yeah, at the moment, I'm just exclusive to the Big River, the Big River, the Mighty River. Yeah. All hail the Mighty Zon. But now it's um, yeah. I think it's a, it's a very common answer. A lot of people would like to go wide. Um, but yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. I mean, I've, I've spoke, I've spoke to some uh, some author buddies who are wide, and they say it's just it's all diversification. You're not relying upon that one egg in that one basket. You know, it, it's but it's not just the uh, the retails and stuff. You're able to set up a patron. You're able to offer free ebooks that you know otherwise you're going to get assassinated by uh, Amazon and uh, there's there's quite a lot of uh, of pushes to it to going wide but there's a lot of work in, at the beginning and her, uh, a fellow author's just gone wide and she she just really like oh my god that's 40% of my page just gone like that you know those page reads yeah. and uh and the, the Kindle Unlimited readers, they're not loyal to you. They're loyal, they're loyal to Kindle Unlimited. So all, all of a sudden, you know, someone who's just read through all your stuff, they're not going to start paying four or five quid for your book yeah. when there's another million out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big Great point. I mean, that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons that I, w- I would like to go wide because our Kindle Unlimited true fans, uh, you know, are they going to follow you off there? Or it, it's a bit... It's a bit like that, wouldn't it? But at the moment, just exclusive. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, makes, makes so much sense. sense. So uh, we'll get under the hood a bit more now um, with your indie author business. So question number three is, what is the one service you use as an indie author that you cannot do without? I was I was going to say Vellum. I was going to do it, and and uh, <laughs> you know because it's <laughs> it actually makes me a lot of money as well from the other the other side of it, it's format and stuff. But uh, I think it's yeah. shop for me uh, more than that. Just uh. just because I've become pretty good at it, and uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, it just means that I haven't spent thousands and thousands on covers, and I've just got better, and I can uh, knock up covers and images and stuff really quick and it's uh yeah photoshop 
Yeah, it's a great show because it's such a key tool, really, yeah. you know, for it's a bit of all sorts of design. But, you know, it's uh, you can do so much with it. I, I have even scratched the surface, and and uh, yeah, there's just so much you could do with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think people really or authors coming new to this game appreciate how much design is involved. Yeah. You know, for advertising and and putting things out on social media. So yeah, Photoshop is a, is a key tool. Um, question four is probably the biggest key to this game. We can't sell books without marketing marketing them. So how do you market your books, Rob? Marketing. What's you know, spend all the time writing writing a book. And we think it's the best thing ever. Why can't people just buy it instead of having it go down? You know, <laughs> have it a turn it a salesman. And oh, it's so yeah. everyone hates <laughs> marketing. Uh, I, I hate it. I hate it. I think like everyone really. I mean, until until you start getting into it and stuff, it's it's like you have to wear two hats thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And, that, and the con- contradictory hats as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, creative versus salesman is a difference. Exactly. You, you've you've created this baby, and then you're trying to uh, sell it to loads of people. It's, it's uh, it is weird. <laughs> Dave, uh, the promo stacking, I do quite a lot of. Uh, David, yeah. uh, is it Gogrin? Because I I don't I've never heard Cochran, him yeah. saying Gogrin. I was going to say Gogrin. Yeah. It's a it's a I do a Gogrin. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> They put the Irish the the Irish put so many consonants together. It's it's an odd yeah. <laughs> an odd L language. David Gogrin, I mean, I, uh, he's from on stacking, and his course uh, on, on his website is free course, and he, he, he must have spent so much time doing that just to give it away for free. And he, yeah. he's just brilliant, isn't he? And uh, the promo stacking bit was, was so uh, so detailed, and there was no questions that you felt you had to ask after. And he just went through it all. Uh, I can't remember what the name of that course was now. Uh, anyway, uh, I do a lot of yeah. promo stacking, you know, free books, seeing all the rest of them. And uh, just yeah. to, you know, the book one, uh, Meat Market, then gets out to a load of people and the ones that eventually read it might, might, might uh, move on to two. Rely on the read through. Yeah, and... Uh, and also with with book one at the end of book one, straight after the invisible, the end, I'll uh, I'll put an advert for book two and a link to the Amazon page, and then there'll be a couple of free chapters to book two, and then that link to the Amazon page again, just to you know they enjoyed the first one. It's right there, and I think Amazon have done something weird now, where if as soon as you get to an end of a book. It asks you for a review, and it kind of spoils your back matter. That's right, yeah. It's instant now, isn't it? The review pops up at the end. Yeah, which is great if, you know, people are leaving reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all the stuff that you put in the back can then just be missed. And mm. so uh, yeah. I put it right after basically the last line. I'll uh, I put uh, for me, Mark, I'll put Escort and Eric, and there's a link. And then read on and you can get a couple of chapters in and then a link again back to Amazon please buy the second one and give me a higher read through rate uh, and that's that's my main marketing TikTok uh, started on TikTok last January uh, FBS would do FBS would do in a, uh, a challenge for TikTok 
That's seven, right. Seven day challenge. And me and my mate uh, Adam, we decided. I said, "Fancy like doing this." He's an author as well, and uh, he was. He was like, "Yeah, but I'm a bit scared." I'm like, oh, "I'll be fine. It'll be great." You know, once, once you get used to being in front of a camera and chatting, you, you'll be fine. And uh, he he, he writes uh, uh, fantasy, you know, swords and saucers and all that stuff. And I'm yeah. doing the, the funnies. And I thought, well, the best way would be to be silly and funny and do little skits on TikTok, which got about 100 views. And it just wasn't working. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't transcending into books because I'm just being a dick. You know, that's not going yeah. to get me to number one. And, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't consistent at all. It was taking me... Hours and hours to edit them, you know, cleverly edit, and so I'm talking to the other me and all the rest of it. It was great fun, but you know, I put it on thinking this is going to be the viral one. It wasn't. I get, I get a laughy emoji and someone offended usually, and then uh, and then I move on to the next one. And at the same time, uh, Adam was just started killing it because he, he just saw it as an ad. It's, a, it's just five, ten, fifteen second now. He'd, uh, he wasn't even speaking on them. He was just basically putting a bit of text above his head, smiling, pointing to it, and then doing a transition to his book. And he's been dead consistent three times a day, no matter what. And then we started in January, I think by the end of May, he got his first viral, and then he got his biggest viral in July. He was like a million, a million views. Yeah, and the, that started his career. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and uh, and then I, I was like, oh, he's fucking Mr. Smiley Pointy Man at it again, you know. But it wasn't that. He created something, he, you know. He, he created a style that loads of people are using now. And uh, and he was consistent, and that's all, that's what it is. It's, it's consistency. Yeah, persistence and consistency. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, yeah, absolutely. And he... Uh, he, he, he well, he, he quit his job uh, in in January, yeah, end of January. Quit his job after a couple of uh, big Kickstarters. Kickstarter, that's another one. Uh, and yeah, this this January, he ran a Kickstarter for thirty days, made him twenty grand. Ah, you know, boom. Wow. Uh, after mm. after a hundred k year last year, the guy's killing it, loving to bits, and uh, keeps shouting out to me because because they keep saying that I'm like his second wife because he texts me more than he does his misses. Uh, <laughs> that was his little shout out. <laughs> but yeah, I have to see these. I have to see these TikToks with the two years now. I have yeah, to see we, have to, we have to dig them out after this. Um, I'll move on to uh, question five, Rob, yeah. which is. What is the one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you started? The one thing I knew now, I don't know. Just uh, sort of be, be, your own, be, be your own author. Uh, it's very easy to compare, compare to, to other people. Mm. Uh, and it does do it does you a disservice. It's not good uh, because you, even if people are writing in the same genre as you, They'll have had people. You need to look up to people and not think, "Oh, he's number one." What, what am I doing? You need to keep a positive spin on it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'll just get you down, and you just think, "Oh, what's the point?" He's getting all the readers, and I'm not. Whereas you yeah. need to look into what they're actually doing and uh, and copy it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll reach out to them. <laughs> if they're an indie author, reach out to them. It's such it's such a accessible community. And yeah, and everyone really wants is. to help everyone, you know? Yeah. Half of my yeah, job now is just helping people because you know, keeping away from the sharks and, and you know, we all want help. The reason you guys uh, set up this podcast I imagine is to help people, you know. Yeah, that's it. Pay it, pay it back. Yeah, that's such a great answer, though. It really is. Com- compare. Uh, Rob Enright often goes on about this, Rob, about comparing yourself to other authors. It's just, it's, it's fruitless. It's just not part of the game. Yeah. In the same way that we all use our unique voice to write our stories, we sort of have to find our own unique path and yeah, how, exactly, how we market yeah. and how and how we brand ourselves. Yeah. So that's that's a great answer to what um you know you wish you knew from yeah. the outset. I mean, just, I mean quickly like comparing myself when uh, I've, <laughs> uh, I'm bringing up Adam again, you know, I, I started comparing myself to him and then I thought what what are you doing? Is it even is it even uh writing the same genre? You don't want to write in that genre. You don't read those books, you don't like those yeah. books. He's the one that put the work in and did the TikToks three times a day, sometimes five times a day, you know, and he's reaping the rods because he should. So you need to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. You have to find your own way in this game. You really do. Um, question six then, Rob, is what's the biggest frustration for you as an independent author? The biggest frustration? Being a reluctant writer. <laughs> Because just getting my ass in the seat, it's impossible. I've, I've written, yeah. I've written twenty. I've written, well, I've, I've written eighteen published books, but I've I've been writing because fifteen. So you know, I, I I have that drive to do it, but it's dead easy to watch Netflix for five hours instead. It's for David. And, oh yeah. Uh, it is for David. It is for me. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. And it was uh, it was NaNoWriMo last year. And I, I thought, I'm going to have to do it. I, mean, I hadn't written for like two months. I, I, I decided I was doing research by watching a series on Amazon Prime, you know. And uh, and I felt right, I'm going to have to start writing because I love it. When I'm in that chair, it, I get in the zone and that's it. There's nothing else I'd like to do. And so I started yeah. NaNoWriMo last year and 50k in a month uh, i can do that i hit 50k in 18 days just by changing my routine and getting 5 a.m instead of going to bed at three after watching 10 hours of crap uh, yeah and uh just just writing from 5 a.m to 7 30 kids get up and then i'd do maybe one or two writing half hour writing spins during the day just to top it up a little bit and then the book's always in my head then even when I'm not writing and I'm excited the next morning to come down and start writing again yes makes a big difference yeah by the end of NaNoWriMo I've done 85,000 words unfortunately well yeah it was great work count I didn't finish any of my books I spread it across the five works in progress I had still work it's words in the bank isn't it yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Well, um, that brings us to the final question, Rob. You've made it to the end. Um, yeah. So before you leave us with the final question, what <laughs> is the one piece of advice you would pass on to our listeners? Uh, I think... Oh. That should have been quick. That should have been. Uh, that should have been the uh, compare itis, really. Double down on yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to uh, reiterate. 
Yeah, yeah, double down on it. I mean, I, yeah, I it's great sort, advice. It sort of depends what stage you're at in in the self publishing journey, though, because I mean, it's it's usually when you've got a couple of books out and uh, you're not marketing effectively, you realise that you start thinking, oh, well, he's doing really good. Whereas the, for a newbie author, it's more just find out as much information as you can, but don't be mm. overwhelmed. Yeah, you know. 100%. Because it can be so overwhelming. Just type in self-publishing help and you've got five different versions of di- and different routes to go along. And if, you, if you're trying to do it all, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it's great advice. Really good advice. Rob, we really appreciate you joining us today. I would like to get your um, website. What's your website so we can let our listeners know? It's robradcliffauthor.com. Rob Radcliffe, and that's Rad or A D Cliff, isn't it? With an E at the end. Cliffauthor.com. Rob, thanks, Amir. We really appreciate you being here today. No way. Great stuff. Two Well, there we go, Rob, uh, another another gentleman, another fantastic independent author joining us for our seven questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I like. I like what Rob has done, Rob Radcliffe, because uh, we do ask the question. It's it's the first one we ask, which is, um, "Are you a full time author?" and and he said no, but I I sort of almost consider him that he is in yeah. that his his full time work is giving over to the um, sector of independent authoring, in a sense. So he's he's helping edit books, he's helping design them. And uh, he's now having good success with his own writing himself. So he's he's immersed himself into the world that we have immersed ourselves in over the few years, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's not. He might not be writing all the time, but he's a full time author because he's he's yeah. in the indie author world full time. Uh, but yeah, great to talk to him. Um, love the look of some of his books. They they look great. Um, yeah, they really and do. An, and a, and another another guest who's I think he it was his friend, but another guest who's mentioned the power of TikTok. So it might be something you and I have to have a look into, David, at some point down the line. We'll, ha- we'll have to, and we'll certainly have to get a guest on who who knows about that because it. it yeah. I, I'm I'm absolutely numb to it. Sometimes thoughts flicker through my head of oh that would be an interesting TikTok that might sell my books, but I'm just personally I'm just not sure if my audience. Yeah. will be sold on that type of thing. If I was writing YA uh, and I was aiming my books at 22-year-olds, I would think I need to be on TikTok. But really, to be honest, it's more the mature uh, person who's interested in the types of, and in the genre I write. It's it's normally a, a 55-year-old, to be honest, who, who are interested in my books. I think I think I think it's it's, it's someone we we need to dig someone out to 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 pick their brains about because I think it's it's, it's coming yeah. up too often now. Um, it's a growing topic. But that brings us to the end of another show. Um, yeah. Before we speak again next week, David, what have you got planned for your next week? I've got to get back into it. Um, I'm, I'm feeling much better today after the um, dismal last 10 days or so I've had. So I I really need to get back into it. I had been doing well with the novella. So I will certainly be getting back into that after we hang up this call. Uh-huh. I'm feeling like I'm ready to to Good. write and, and get back into it. I don't have that numbness that I have in my mind. I'm also preparing. I'm off to the SPF conference in in a week or two. Okay. When is that? Um, 
So I'm actually half weekend. looking forward to that, half not looking forward to it, if you know what I mean. Some of the topics we're discussing are interesting, and I, I guess it will influence me or inspire me in some way. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. report on that as soon as I get back. Uh, what about you, buddy? What are you up to over the next seven days? Uh, my deadline is in sight, so I think I'm just going to try wow. and um, get my head down. If I can get another 10,000, 15,000 words in over the next week, then I'll be really on track to hitting my deadline, um, which is exciting because this this, this book uh, gives me another box set. So the financial side of it is is really good. But then this is also the last Sam Pope book I'm writing before I start writing something new. So I'm quite excited to 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 get to that point. So we'll see. Hopefully, I have a nice uh, a week full of writing. Um, but Thank I'm you. glad to hear glad Me to too. hear you're feeling better, David. Um, Cheers, mate. Uh, I'll speak to you next week. See you then, buddy. Bravo! Nice one. <laughs> Oh